If you've ever wondered how to keep yourself and your kids happy and healthy for life, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Move Better Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Turner, a physical therapist, strength coach, and former cheerleader and coach. In this podcast, we talk all things related to living a healthy life filled with joy, peace, love, and lots of cheer. Thanks for listening. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Move Better Podcast. Today I have with me Karen Rivelise, who is a movement specialist in Connecticut, and uh, she owns, I just lost it, Revolt. Uh, Revolt I'm Karen, move. I'm going to Revolt Move. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That? <laughs> Two seconds later. Um, and Karen also works with her sister Cheryl uh, of Healing Heart Nutrition. And today we're going to talk about using breath work for spinal stability and core stability building your core. Um, I'm so glad to have you here, Karen. You and I talk uh, a lot and um, we have we share a passion for movement and creating quality movement and for breathing along with that. And so thank you so much for being here. Introduce yourself. Tell me how you got started in doing, um, how you started Revolt Move and, um, you know, where, how you got into doing this work. Okay. Thank, thank you so much for, for having me here. Um, well, I first kind of started getting involved where um, I really wanted to like learn the anatomy and kind of do the deep dive and, you know, just more or less trying to figure out what my problem was. Um, I had uh, some neck pain and that was kind of like what was really driving it. I, I had to, um, I was preparing for a certification at the time and, um, you know, I had a couple of people looking at it and they're like, no, everything looks like it's fine. You know, movement looks great. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And, um, but I still had that annoying neck pain and I'm like, I see something's just not right. You know, I know I must be moving incorrectly or something like that. So someone had referred me, um, to Dr. Kathy Dooley, who, you know, and, um, she's a co-founder of Immaculate Dissection and, um, she's also a, a, a lead instructor for neurokinetic therapy. So I started talking with her, working with her and, um, you know, just kind of training under her and, um, really starting to do the deep dive on the anatomy, and um, starting to learn, um, you know, the importance of the breathing and um, how the uh, core stabilization plays into everything. And I really just feel like it really changed how I thought about my own personal training, um, you know, and, you know, doing martial arts for so many years and um, just looking at things from a completely different lens and just kind of taking a step back and, um, you know, just, I, I started seeing the benefit of it. And, um, you know, I, wanted to be able to, you know, share that with other people that may be struggling with the same, same things. Yeah. So how did you, how did, because, well, I'll back up. I know with uh, the ID courses and, and NKT, we, we really focus a lot on uh, breathing and how that's like kind of the, the basis for any movement. Um, you know, if you're not breathing right, there's, there's a whole lot of other stuff that potentially could affect movement as well. But if you're not breathing right, it's going to affect everything you do. How did you um, to, um, how did that help your neck and is your neck doing better now? Oh yeah, um, definitely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like with anything you, and you, I'm sure you can relate to this, you know, we're never like a one and done, you know? And, um, so what I was doing was I was using my neck, like for my abs a lot. So, um, you know, I was just very neck dominant, like always like trying to get up with the neck and, um, you know, just not really, you know, paying attention to, um, how much it was really, um, playing into a lot of my movements. So, um, once I was aware of it, I started being a little bit more conscious 
And um, I was able to kind of like change um, the pattern and, um, you know, break, break free a little bit of it. We, um, we talked a little bit just before about uh, your, we were doing some martial arts and how like you kind of fought against doing the breath work, um, but then change your mind. Can you, can you dive into why it changed your mind or, and how, and um, how that drives you today and, and uh, in, the, in everything that you do? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, this was kind of huge. Um, you know, part of it with me too, it was the um, understanding behind why I was doing something, you know, and not just kind of like, you know, floundering around and just, you know, doing a bunch of different techniques and, you know, hoping that it, it's going to work, you know, and I'm pretty sure um, a lot of the people that you probably are working with kind of feel like that. They just kind of mindlessly stretch or, or do different exercises and, you know, no one really kind of tells them why they're doing it or they think they need to do it a certain way. Um, you know, so I, I remember we were going over like, um, you know, four second inhale, eight second exhales. And, you know, and I remember, you know, laying there doing it and I'd be like, so boring. I hate this. You know, why are we doing this? I already know how to breathe. Um, I just want to work out. And I never, I never knew the importance of it. And I think that that's what, you know, and, and even sometimes I've talked to people and they're like, oh, I already know how to breathe. You know, if, if I didn't know how to breathe, I, I would, I'd be dead right now, you know, and why am I wasting my time doing this? And how is this helping me type of a thing? So um, that's, that's kind of like where I was at. I just kind of wanted to just get moving and get going. Like I didn't want to waste my time with the breathing, not realizing that the breathing is what actually kickstarts everything for me, because that's what we did when we were a child, when we were a child, that's how we learned how to get up and walk and move around and be able to stabilize our spine that we did it through, through breathing. Um, so I, I had no idea about that. I just, I don't know if I knew about it. I just never really thought about it until I actually started to learn about it. And I was fascinated with it. And I said to myself, wow, this is something really worth working on. And, um, you know, you, you can tell when, when you're, when your breathing's off, you know, and it, it's like, even if you're having a stressful day or, or something like that, that can really throw you off too. So I think sometimes it's important to, to, to go back to that, you know, and, um, it's just, it's not going to hurt you. Let's put it that way. And it's not right. a huge investment, you know, right. in time. Yeah. Yeah. I, people, uh, frequently they're like, all right, I got this. Let's go. You know, I'm like, well, you actually don't. So let's correct <laughs> it. And, and then we can move on. And, and I struggle because I know people, they, they don't, you know, nobody wants to sit there and just breathe. They're like, they can't see, uh, why that's essential into their core, um, and, and how it helps to, um, it helps in everything that they're going to do moving forward and until they can own their breath in developmental positions or in everyday life and not compensate and use your neck, it's going to be hard for you to build strength and move on and reduce your pain too. Um, so how this is the question of the day. Uh, how does breathing improve core stability? Like, I know you talked about develop the, the, you know, babies start to move and that's the basis of core, but can you dive into like mechanics a little bit and, and how that feeds into core stability and spinal stability? Sure. We have the thoracic diaphragm, right? Which is our primary muscle. 
of breathing. And it's, you know, located in this area here and, you know, where the ribs are. So you have um, really, really crucial, important abdominal muscles that are attached to ribs as well. So if, if your diaphragm is not able to really go through its proper ranges of motion, you know, it can cause, you know, constriction in that area. And then it can also, you know, mess with your abdominal muscles. So you won't be able to get like when you're breathing, you have, when you inhale, the sides of the ribs are supposed to go out and then they're supposed to come back in when you exhale. So if you're kind of stuck in one position over the other, then it's, it's really, really hard to, you know, be able to move and, and build that strength and stability. Like it's, it's almost like you're, you're tight. So you're, you're constricted here. So something's going to, jam up down the down or up up and up or down the chain you know that's where somebody might feel like oh my god my hips are tight and they feel like they got to keep stretching their hips all the time or they have shoulder pain you know or like in my case neck pain and stuff like that um because you know something in that area is just maybe tighten up and not able to to really be able to go um through you know the proper ranges of motion and if you watch a baby breathe they they really have that nice you know um kind of ex expansion going out to the side and, and coming back in. You don't really see a baby doing a sit up or, or stretching or anything like that. Not that I'm saying stretching is bad, but um, sometimes, you know, maybe just, just doing a, a little bit of breathing, you know, for a couple of minutes or so might just take the edge off. If you're feeling yeah. right. Um, I, and I think uh, training. So we'll, we'll talk a little, like as you inhale, your diaphragm has to drop down and that is what kind of pushes everything out like an inner tube around your waist and your back. Mm -hmm. So you have that nice expansion. I think a lot of times, and, and I'm, I still struggle with this a little bit, but um, you know, I used to want to hold my stomach in all the time. And so I wasn't taking a full diaphragmatic breath because I wasn't allowing my abdominals to go through their full range. I always suck my stomach in. And then I get more upper respiratory and more neck, you know, and compensating that way. So learning how to uh, allow your belly to belly back, like obliques and all, you know, all around to move through your inhale and then your exhale can help to. So when you exhale, your abdominals help to push the air out, your diaphragm goes up and that's when the belly goes in. So starting to train that, I think, um, as important because like you said, as a baby, it's kind of automatic. They have mm -hmm. this nice, beautiful belly breath um, and they're not fighting against it. And as we get older, we start to, you know, think more aesthetics or we compensate. We, we get into, you know, we sit all day and then we don't, mm -hmm. don't, we don't move and take that. So um, I think that's a huge, like, like knowing those mechanics and like practicing it is, is key to, keeping us going and uh, building that stability also. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just being conscious of not like raising the shoulders. Cause like, I feel yeah. like when, you know, if you tell somebody to take a breath in, like, you're like the first thing, like I've seen people go like that, like raise yeah. the shoulders and it's like, nope, just relax the shoulders. And then you could just kind of put your hands on the side here and just, you know, try to calmly like inhale and exhale. And, um, you know, that's usually different. Like I'll, 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 I've had a couple of people be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. I can't believe I'm raising my shoulders. Like they didn't realize they were raising their shoulders. And then once it was brought to their attention, they were like, oh my God. You know, I even had a couple of people when I was working in, um, 
insurance company, I had a couple of people that I was working with and we were talking about this stuff and they're like, oh, I'm so happy you told me because I, I never knew I was, I was doing that, you know? So, and I think that's, that's another thing with a lot of people that are sitting at a desk all day too. They're not, they're not really um, conscious of their breathing or they're holding their breath, you know, during the day and like, you know, like going, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think like that kind of, you know, also contributes to it as well. I think, uh, you know, and that's a big a key takeaway that we, uh, the reason that uh, one of the top reasons to do some breath work, whatever you can put it into your day is because most of the time we run around and we're not conscious of, of the movements that we're doing or how we're compensating or um, how our, whether it's faulty movement or just not being, not paying attention to how, like, we don't have to think about breathing because if we don't breathe, we don't live you know, so it's an automatic response, but breathing efficiently and breathing, um, correctly actually helps to, uh, we have to think about, you know, if we don't stop and think about it, we, we end up compensating and we don't, we don't take our muscles and which is diaphragms one through its full range of motion or abdominals through the full, um, how, how does breathing affect, uh, spinal stability? Maybe dive into some anatomy and, um, uh, well, we'll start with spinal stability. Then I also want to talk about digestion and, um, and sympathetic response and all that stuff. But like, if we, can you talk a little bit about anatomy and. Sure. Okay. Um, well, the biggest thing with, um, the neck is, you know, the diaphragm gets its innervation from the neck, from that uh, cervical area there. So if your neck's not in really good position, you can actually kill the, the, the nerve supply to the diaphragm. So that that's, you know, that's a huge problem, right? So you're actually, you know, um, not able to get the full juice um, of it. So, um, you know, it might not even be the fact that it's super tight into here. It could be the fact that you maybe your neck is in a bad position, um, you know, or, you know, even your head position is could could be as well because you have the vagus nerve, right? Which you you just talked about digestion with um, the diaphragm having um, the three hiatuses, the three holes, and one of them is the esophagus. And you have the vagus nerve that also goes through the esophagus, the vagus nerves. So if your head position is kind of wonky and and stuff like that, you can also you know kind of clamp down on that area and you know mess with your digestion and you know. Um, just all kinds of things, your circulation, uh, blood pressure management. Um, so all of these things that can be affected by, you know, not having, you know, your neck or your head in, 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 a, in a good position. Um, you know, usually if your head and your neck isn't really in the greatest position, it, you know, it can obviously affect your back and we have all our nerves and our arteries and our veins back there. So it, it's, it's important to want to, you know, really try to keep good, um, you know, to, to be able to have the good spaces in between, you don't want to have too much of someone going back, you know, especially with your cheerleaders, a lot of times they may really extend back too much and kind of like clamp down on that area. Um, you know, and, and if you're, if you're going back too much, you know, you, you can, you know, cause, uh, you know, with the ribs and all of that. So there's, there's just different things that, that can happen depending on the person and, um, you know, just, you could just put yourself at a little bit of a disadvantage and stuff. And that doesn't mean that they're, that anybody's broken and there's anything wrong with them. And I feel like, you know, everybody can benefit from, um, you know, really trying to, you know, better this structure. I mean, everybody can, 
It's not that um, we can't. I think you you have um, such a great. Um, they're very lucky to um, be working with you because you know you're very educated in this topic, and um, I think um, you being able to um, help them a lot with their breathing and their movement combined together. So, well, thank you, and same back at you. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know the the three hiatuses you talked about in uh, right they, there's three holes hiatus as a whole that the esophagus, the vagus nerve, and the uh, aorta run through. through yep, yep. Uh, so, yep. So if you don't have, so that's, and that's right in the center of your body, right? You're, so your diaphragm sits at the lower parts of your ribs, which is the back, the lower part of the thoracic spine, which is your middle back and right at where it attacks, like where it meets the lumbar spine. So we call it T12 through L2. Um, and, uh, and L3 too. That's where it kind of, uh, yeah. And that's NL3 and everything kind of comes through that area. So, and then if it gets restricted, if you're not taking, if you're not allowing the relaxation of the diaphragm, which happens on your exhale, you may can have consistent um, pressure on any of those structures that run right through there. Um, and so, you know, the aorta feeds the blood supply to the legs or the, and the rest of the body, but the lower portion, the legs and your esophagus is what goes into your stomach. And so if you have acid reflux, that could be a, a symptom of that. Um, and if you have, uh, this is me, this is, uh, this is good for me to be practicing and, and saying, um, uh, and vagus nerve. Um, so, you know, there's compression on the vagus nerve that doesn't let up. It's always going to be, you know, a constant kind of fight or flight response and not getting your bot allowing the rest and digest and the rest of your body to move. So super important, um, in, you know, in, in, getting the diaphragm to move appropriately combine that with the abdominals then contract and push the air out like that that helps the diaphragm to go on stretch when your abdominals contract so you're building stability at the same time mm -hmm. um they're very uh, um you know they're they're, they're antagonists of, with each other but i feel like that they are very complementary of each other too so they they help each other um because the muscles on the side of you also, they are primary muscles too, but, but they're helping you with X when you exhale and stuff like that. So, you know, supporting your stomach and, you know, supporting your stability, but it is also there to help you like for coughing and sneezing and all of that stuff where, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you may have heard of this before, like where sometimes people blow their back out when they sneeze, you know? So it's like, yeah. all it takes is just like that one time where you, you know, leave yourself vulnerable and, um, you know, that's when sometimes you can get caught and it's no different yeah. with an athlete, you know, so a lot of times they're pushing through things, you know, they're like, oh, you know, this is, this is part of the sport. Um, you know, I know with sometimes with martial arts, that's kind of like the, you know, the attitude to like, oh, that's part of, you know, the sport, like, you know, you're bound to hurt your knee or you're bound to have a knee surgery or, you know, of course your back's going to hurt, you know, stuff like that. So I just think that that's, that's even a lot of it too you know, sometimes even with the pressure of, oh, you know, what, what do you pay or something like that, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, recognizing like it doesn't have, you don't, it, just because you play a sport doesn't mean that you have to get an injury or just because you do an activity doesn't mean you have to have an injury. You, if you learn how to move uh, and you build the stability and, and you build your, like you take your body through the motions and you build that stability up, you mm -hmm. can reduce the risk of a lot of injuries. 
Definitely. Definitely. You just try to put yourself in the best position that you can, you know, and, and just, you know, sometimes you're bound to have a bad day. You're bound to have a good day. You know, we can't always control um, how we're going to feel too, because if, if we are having an off day that will, you know, I could a hundred percent speak, you know, from experience on that one is, you know, having like some stress going on and stuff like that and, and really having it affect my movement. And, um, so that, that's another thing to consider where I don't think people consider that either. Um, so that's why breathing is important. Not that I'm going to keep, you know, yeah. Yeah. Talking about it, but I think it's worth, I mean, even if somebody could just maybe like, even at night, like before they go to bed or something, just spend like five minutes, set a timer and, um, you know, just try to, just try to like relax, especially before you go to bed. Um, you know, I think probably a lot of people are on their phones, you know, they're watching TV at night or on their, they're on their computer, you know, try to, try to do a little bit of a night, uh, nighttime routine, like, um, try to, before you go to bed, shut all the devices down and, you know, go in a different room and set a timer and, you know, try to breathe for four seconds in and eight seconds out. And and you might probably find you might sleep a little better if you're, you know, if you try to be a little bit consistent about it, start somewhere, even if it's two minutes. Exactly. Is there, is there a tip that you give to help people get to that eight second exhale? Cause I find people's like my, I've been doing a three second in one second pause, uh, six second exhale, trying to get the goal is to get double your, at least double your on the exhale and then your inhale. But I like the four and eight, um, but I find people struggle with uh, taking that long exhale. Is there, is there any good cues that you use? Um, well, what I, what I've done before in the past is I will bring you down to three sixes. Cause I, I'll tell you, I was helping my father with this. And, um, he had a hard time, like he couldn't do the, the four eights. So, um, it, even the three sixes were hard for him in the beginning. So I even brought him down to two fours and, um, you know, just, it's hard to get the rhythm, you know what I mean? Sometimes. So the, the way that I had the timer set, it was like, for example, like say it was going off every two seconds, it was going off every two seconds. So you had to kind of try to learn how to budget that amount. So in the, the first couple of times you're doing it, it's it's hard because you're like, wait a minute, you know, you're like, you, you might inhale way too much and then you're just like blown it all out type of thing. And like, oh God, I don't have enough exhale. So it's like, the more you do it, you're going to, you're going to be able to get it. So if the four eights are like too stressful, because you don't want the person to be like, defeat the whole purpose, because the whole point of doing it is to get them to relax. So if you, if you, if they can't do it, then you, then you got to drop the number down, you know, and, and they'll get it. Like I, because then my father was going to three sixes and he ended up eventually going to four eights, um, you know, doing that. But it was like, you had to get the rhythm, like even myself, like I remember when I first kind of like started doing it, like I was like doing the five tens and stuff. And I was like, it was weird. Like you had to, you had to get the rhythm. You had to try to learn how to budget you know, how much inhale you needed and how much exhale you needed. And um, it's just a matter of having the patience and, 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 and working with yourself, you know, um, that that's really what it comes down to, um, you know, and I, I really believe it's, it's worth, it's worth doing. And, and you're going to yeah. see, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of benefits from it. I mean, even somebody who might have poor, poor digestion, you know, like my uncle, for example, he, he was talking to me about this and I had recommended to him to do some, uh, 
four second inhales and eight second, and then going to the three sixes, if that was too hard, because I said, you know what, maybe before you eat something, do a couple of those, because that kind of like kickstarting a little bit, you know, so these are just, those are little tricks type of thing, you know, like work, working it into your day, setting a yeah. timer for, yeah. Um, and, and into your day. learning how to budget it. Um, and if you can't, if you are struggling with it and it's making you more anxious or you're struggling to breathe or stressing you out for whatever reason, regress it. It's always okay. And do you find like I, that? I, I find a lot that people like, okay, how much do I do? And when do I do it? I'm like, well, aim for this. And if you can do more, great. And if you need mm -hmm. to do less, do that. Like, do you find that people, I find people struggle with that. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, it's not a set number of reps. How, like how are people responsive to you on that? And how do you? Um, I've had people ask me like, what do you, like, how many times should I do this or something? And I'm like, you know, just try to do it throughout the day, but do it when you need it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if, like, if you feel like, any kind of annoyances or nuisances or something like that, um, then you would do it. But, yeah. but I, I, I think the breathing is great to try to do at night. Um, yeah. Cause it kind of, it kind of gets you. And, and I'll tell you too, Laura, to be honest with you, um, I've, there's been days when I don't do something and I can feel it. Like when I go to bed, like I might not have as good of a night's sleep as I had like on other nights. Um, and then, you know, just waking up in the morning sometimes and just feeling like unmotivated or off. Like it's, it's so funny. Like I've gotten myself to the point where if I don't do it, like I very, I can see the difference in myself right away. And I'm like, Oh, I got to make sure I can't, I can't miss, I can't miss, Yeah, you know? So that's, that's another thing about so that, it. You start yeah. doing it, you pencil it into your, you know, your daily life. When you don't do it, you're you're gonna you're gonna start feel to it. notice it, right? Yeah. So, and, and this is an easy thing. It's not like you're adding, you know, I got to do my laundry every day or I get a vacuum every day. It's an easy thing for myself. My my Fitbit has a thing that's like you can check your stress response or whatever, and it gives you two minutes to check in and and just breathe. And and it's two minutes a day, you know, at nighttime before I go. I usually do it at night before I go to bed, just because I know that that's a a consistent time that I can do it. So pick a time that's consistent for you. And it's, it, and now it's becoming a habit and I'm like, Oh, I miss it if I don't do it. And mm -hmm. I do think it helps me sleep better. I think I've been sleeping a lot better, you know, just by, by working on that. And, and I'm, I'm not even necessarily thinking about the speed or the length of my breathing, but I'm just kind of paying attention to my breathing. Like, am I breathing? Am I holding my breath? How was my day? Mm -hmm. and, and am I exhaling? And, and at the end of it, I'm taking that longer exhale and, you know, it, my heart rate comes down, uh, you know, and all of that kind of, it, it prepares me for bed. Um, so, and I actually do it in bed because I'm one of those people I'm on my computer and doing my stuff until like, Oh shoot, I forgot to do the dishes. Got to go do the dishes. And now I'm just going to go to bed, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, I know that's a very common thing and but take that time whether you have a you know your watch a watch or not just go to sleep and just take a couple of breaths and just see how are you breathing today and that start mm -hmm. to I think that's a key thing the other other thing with breathing is like it really starts to tune you into your you know what is your body doing like so often we run through life and we don't pay attention as to how are we moving how like where are we holding tension and we let things relax and we just go 
And so when you focus on your breathing, you, you, you have to kind of check in with yourself and see like, are things moving in the right way? And, um, and is this, you know, or am I holding tension somewhere and just being aware of where we're at can make a huge difference in how you function through the day. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I notice it a lot too, when, um, like if I'm moving when I'm doing certain activities, if, um, if I'm off a little bit, I can tell where, um, you know, I'll lose my balance. Um, yeah. that's where, that's where it comes into play. Like we were talking earlier with the core stability and the spinal support, um, you know, I can, I'll feel it and I'll be like, oh, God, you gotta be kidding me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, so tell me what you got, you guys have going on. You and Cheryl have going on, like, uh, talk to me a little bit about what, what's coming next for you. Um, I know you have a, an event coming up and you guys are working, you have a Facebook group. Um, yep. We have a Facebook group. Um, my sister has been, um, she's had her, um, her own business for, it's been about a couple of years now. So about a year and a half. And, um, you know, she's, she's really good with, um, you know, she's got the group and stuff like that. So, you know, we're both kind of combining together. We're, you know, posting, you know, trying to add, you know, value to the people that are in the group. Um, you know, she's doing more like the emotional eating type of component. Um, you know, she, she she's been a coach for so many years and she's a registered dietitian and not that she's my sister, but she's, she's, she's wonderful at that. She's also an excellent cook. So not only does she, um, she's a registered dietitian where she can give you great advice, you know, help you with, um, any kind of behavioral issue you may have with your eating. Um, she also knows how to cook so she can help you make the food taste better, you know, cause most people, if they think they're going to go see a registered dietitian. They're like, oh, I gotta eat, you know, cardboard. All yeah. That that's not the case. And, um, you know, we just, every time we've done something together, we've been really successful. You know, um, we started martial arts together many years ago and, um, we just, we just have always been tight. We're a tight family. Yeah. And, um, I'm just looking forward to what, to what we're going to be able to do, how we're going to be able to really add some value to people's lives. And, um, so I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it's going to be a good yeah. thing. Cool. Uh, what's the name of, do you know, what's the name of your Facebook group? Um, eat. Oh God. Isn't that terrible? Mm-hmm. Oh God, Jesus. Um, eat, mm-hmm. is it breathe, move and eat better for the emotional eater or eat, breathe oh. and move better for the emotional eater. Perfect. I'll put a link for that in the show notes. So okay. if anyone wants to join that, um, you know, they, they are, they, I, I'm, I'm in there also, and they do provide some great information. Um, and I know it's just going to keep going, um, as you, as you move forward. Um, so how can people reach you and, um, connect with you if they want to learn more about uh, what you're doing and, and all the stuff. Okay. Um, they can, you know, feel free to email me. My email is K R A V seven at iCloud.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Karen Ravelis. And, um, I also have a profile that I set up for revolt and move. So that is, is also there. Um, you have healing heart nutrition, um, which is my sister's company. And, um, so any, any one of those, um, you'll, you'll be able to, to get a hold of me and, um, feel free, send me a message if you'd like, and you just want to talk and, you know, tell me what your biggest obstacle is. I'd love to hear about it. And I encourage you to do so because Karen has a wealth of knowledge, um, not just on breathing, but on how we move and incorporating that 
um, into our everyday life and, and helping him move better and, and feel better. So definitely go check and reach out to Karen. Um, thank you so much for being here today. I love, yeah, both you and I love talking all the, the breathing and movement. Um, and, you know, I think we've, we're, we come from a great community, um, with NKT and with ID and, um, you know, it's, uh, I think all this stuff carries over into everything. So thank you. I like, we could sit and talk forever and, um, Definitely. brainstorm stuff together. So, mm -hmm. um, thank you very much that, uh, thanks everyone for listening today. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Don't forget when in doubt, breathe it out and take life one step at a time. And as my friend Drew Kelleher said, you're responsible for your own vibes. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Move Better Podcast. If you liked the episode, please be sure to like, review, and subscribe so you can hear future episodes. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing the information that was presented today, please share it. For more health and wellness tips, you can follow Laura on social media or head to our website at www.movebetterllc.com. The link is in the show notes below. Have a great day. Keep working every day to stay moving better.